Welcome to episode 50 of Two Pre-Sales in a Pod. I think I think we should give ourselves a round of applause for getting to 50 episodes. So there we go. So, join in if you're walking your dog. If you're walking your dog right now, just applaud as you're walking along. Right? That's, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Please yeah. do. And don't let go of the dog. No. no. Yeah. And if you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> that's it. So we've got uh, we've got three of our usual co-hosts. We've got uh, Adam Freeman. Adam says, yay. Oh, we do now, are we? Okay, right. And then Mark Green is here as well. And Hello. I'm Carmichael. And we have a very special guest for this episode, which is uh, Yaya Sambon, who's from Pega. So, hey, Yaya, how are you doing, sir? I am good, thanks. Yeah. Um, good so to just, I'm going to ask Yaya to introduce himself um, in a few seconds. But um, the topic of this is going to be about um, navigating difficult topics with empathy. Um, and we're going to kind of um, we're actually going to start with uh, something that's very relevant right now, which is about um, the situation, well, the, the war in the Ukraine. And, and, and I think all of us have the same uh, perspective on this is that, you know, it's an abhorrent thing. Um, you're kind of really against what's happening there. And, you know, the, and, and especially on a, you know, on a what's happening to, you know, people is, is absolutely abhorrent. Um, so, you know, that's a topic that's right now. But um, before we actually press record, we realized that this has, uh, the, you know, being able to talk about this has tentacles that go off into a lot of different directions. Um, and the point is for us in a pre-sales role is we're a client in a client facing role. Okay, so we have to have kind of empathy for these kind of situations. So not just Ukraine, there are other things that are happening in the world. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, LQ. LQPT um, plus it, a lot of things that we've got to have empathy. We're, t- we're speaking to people, humans, real humans. So, uh, so this discussion is is kind of about that. But we're probably going to start with um, what's happening in Ukraine and how to respond to it and how we communicate in a in a world where this has happened. Um, so, I'm going to go to um, yeah and ask if you could could you introduce yourself to the audience. Thanks, Don. Uh, happy to do so. Uh, glad to be on the 50th anniversary. Uh, sounds like uh, the post is older than me, so that's good. Um, I've been in pre-sales um, for the last, uh, I guess, 15 years in different uh, shapes and forms. Um, my special area is uh, risk and compliance, um, and my early career has been in the uh, Israeli military intelligence. I was an intelligence officer, so I know the uh, risk and compliance counterterrorism area from a practitioner point of view but coming into the uh, private sector uh, i worked for a company called uh, nice optimize which is a pretty big player in this uh, in this area and now for uh, pega systems uh, again in the same topic of uh, risk and compliance and i'm really passionate about the fact that as a practitioner as a person who's been in the domain the value added to bring into a pre-sales role basically takes you out of the maybe traditional uh, perception of the role and you're truly a solution consultant as in a person that knows solutions very well and consults about them. Also a fun fact, based on my uh, private uh, background, moving to the UK from Israel uh, also helped me understand a bit more how topics like diversity and inclusion actually happen in real life because you are moving from one cultural context into the other, you need to network yourself in a different way, you need to portray your professional and and personal strengths in a different way once you move countries. And it's the same for ethnicities, for genders, anybody who is not of the same type of the uh, environment I'm on. So these are topics I'm uh, pretty passionate and uh, curious about. 
Yeah. So we talked about, you know, this this will kind of time or, you know, date this particular episode because we want to start with talking about what's happening in Ukraine. And so, yeah, you've you've actually I've gone through your uh, LinkedIn stream and there's a lot of posts from yourself about the situation there. And I mean, can you talk about that? Because you you posted a lot, um, you know, which is brilliant. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I've been following up on the situation closely and my first reaction as a human being that saw what's happening is that I don't want want this to become like a forgotten war that is just happening in the background and people watch it on TV and then move to the next channel. It is something that happens live and the most basic and simple thing I can do is use my uh, LinkedIn feed to um, uh, advertise the fact that there's a war going on, is that people are being killed, people are being sent to their deaths, um, and uh, just making people aware. And beyond that, uh, I think that each person in in our uh, profession uh, has to be showing his opinions to some extent. Each company has their own policies and um, uh, parameters around that, but to the extent that you can, you are a human being, you have stances, you have opinions, so don't be shy about putting them forward as long as you're not making anybody uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that um, people, especially in pre-sales, because we end up being uh, so often meeting people for the first time. And I know that we love meeting people for the first time, but very often, you know, it's something that I enjoy um, understanding people. But it's something that I'm very mindful that, uh, something that might be normal for me or um, uh, a, a common way of saying something that I might say in in England might be received or heard by different people in different countries and cultures and understanding in a very different way. Um, and as I've worked around the world, same as Don and Adam, um, you meet different cultures and different understandings. And so you start to get, start to make sure that you are not misunderstood and being accidentally misunderstood I think can uh, sometimes be just as harmful and when I look out of the window today here I'm looking at a sea of bluebells and yellow daffodils and it's just reminded me that you can actually actively say positive things about difficult subjects and reference them bring them up talk about the elephant in the room say that there are terrible things happening in in Ukraine, and that you know we've we've got teams there and friends and family and and things like that. And so long as you do it respectfully, I think that can be a good thing. I was going to ask you yeah, for a, bit, a little bit of on your perception on this. So sometimes the spoken word is interpreted completely different to obviously the the written down word. And when you're in a forum like LinkedIn, we've seen the rise of people putting videos of themselves talking onto LinkedIn because it's very clear that that is just going to get the message across in the in the intended manner, not in the eyes of the recipient who might be reading that from different perspectives and, you know, kind of interpreting that, as Mark said, in a different way. How do you make sure that your... Um, your posts are interpreted in the right way. Do you tend to write them in a notepad and then copy to LinkedIn? Will you write them and save them in drafts and then post? Are you, are you, do you kind of have a process for posting these more difficult topics? Thanks for the question. I, I do two things depending on how long the post is. Um, if it's a very, very short one, um, then I'm 
not thinking about it too much, but also I can't trip myself up on a, a three-word um, post. Um, so that's a, an easy one. If I'm writing something more elaborate, uh, then pausing to think and, and uh, compiling it um, sometimes on the uh, LinkedIn itself, um, uh, but thinking about it uh, before posting uh, is key. And just one more thing to add on that is I do rewrite it a couple of times to make sure nobody gets offended. Um, so not using you know too much violent words or not using very direct adjectives and so on. I, I do flavor the language a little bit. Yeah. So um, just going off this slightly, I, I was just thinking: there's this word um, that, that's been going around. Was it reputation? And it's about you know corporate reputation, um, and. I'm thinking, you know, in our role, if you think about it, we, we're communicating all the time. So not just through LinkedIn directly to clients, that kind of thing. It's that um, there's actually, there's this thing on our shoulders, isn't there? Which is that um, we're in a way, we're one of the custodians of the corporate reputation. Um, because it's reputation is a thing that's very easy to lose quite quickly. And you can see that happening right now in, you know, different, you know, we're in the tech world. So different tech companies response to what's happening in Ukraine. And you can see, you know, a lot of people doing, you know, perhaps the right thing. And then other people having to backpedal from a position where, you know, they're, they're trying to couch themselves, you know, go one way and the other, not offend anyone and realizing that's not, you know, that's not going to help them. You know, they, they have to take, a firm position and that's what's expected of them so i was just thinking um we have that and whether we're aware of it or not um but also what's interesting with that is that um what stops a lot of people kind of posting things on linkedin sometimes is that is the thought in the background well hold on the you know the communication and reputation police is marketing as in i can't post anything you know i can't have a, a personal opinion because unless I've, I've put it through marketing first who are supposed to be the guardians of this so you, what do you think about that uh, yeah so uh, firstly, I want to share a story that is uh, poignant uh, to this, and then I'll come to a, a conclusion. Uh, in one of my past uh, roles, um, I spoke to one of the uh, consultants in this uh, in this company. It's, it's not one of my employers, but a different uh, company. He was sent to uh, a Central Asian uh, country to um, uh, showcase a product uh, that is going to be used by that government to repress uh, the citizens. And he was like, I'm not comfortable with this. I mean, I know I'm a pre-sales person, that's my role, but I, I don't feel comfortable with it. We ended up talking and, and the interaction led to him leaving the company at some point. And, and I, I remember myself using the phrase, the one thing you can always do is walk out. That, that's an option you always have. So to the point about uh, marketing and text on LinkedIn and so on, sometimes you do not want to compromise yourself in an open forum like LinkedIn, but there are other ways. So if you're not comfortable with the ethical stance of your company because of whatever reason, then there are other ways you can uh, act. Leaving is one, but there are other ways. Now, coming to your point uh, specifically, um, in my company, I did have this discussion with some people and some people thought that marketing should approve and, uh, and so on. But my point of view on that is LinkedIn is your own private tool. It is yourself uh, speaking. If you really want, you can put a disclaimer. This is my opinion and not uh, in my company's opinion and so on. But this is like me talking to you. I'm not representing Pega. I'm representing myself. My name is, uh, is on this. Similarly on LinkedIn. As long as you're not making yourself uh, uncomfortable or you know making anybody feel nasty, then you can uh, say what you say, what you think, and be polite about it. I mean, I was really conscious about this. I'll kind of share a, a personal situation. A lot of people who follow me, a lot of people know me or know our little boy was born 
deaf. Um, that's obviously a, a, a deaf community in itself. And kind of automatically there comes a lot of negative connotations. And I would always try and see the positive in a situation. But when he was born deaf, I kind of put a couple of posts on LinkedIn about it, more from the fact that we were raising a lot of funds and, and, and awareness. And I remember going and seeing a customer where the customer obviously connected me and, and read this. And the customer said to me, said, I know I'm hard of hearing. I wear hearing aids. I'm not deaf like your, your little boy. But instantly it created a connection that I've probably not had with many prospects so fast. So one of the things I found is if you communicate in the right way, but that was a very, very difficult post for me to write because, you know, there are deaf people on LinkedIn. There are people who need these accessibility things. And you can very easily, by not knowing a lot about a subject, alienate people by trying to get involved. And I think one of the key things I learned from doing that was become educated around the subject you're trying to post about. And with that comes a confidence to be able to post about it. And I saw it as a responsibility to educate and raise awareness. So I know we're talking about Ukraine things, but there are things that people feel passionately about and subjects going on. And we're seeing a rise in personal posts, aren't we, on LinkedIn? We're seeing a rise in people having opinions on things outside of their work sphere. And I think it's brilliant that people can feel comfortable to bring these issues forward and raise awareness. I think it's an it's absolutely brilliant thing for people to do, but I think you've got to become educated on the subject that you're talking about, for, for me. so That that raises two, two really interesting points there. Adam, uh, in, in my mind, and one is is I'm, I'm sure a subject we would be good to come back to on another episode, which is how to run write in an unbiased way, hmm. which is actually very difficult when you when you go and when you look at some of the things and you look at it from everyone's perspective, different perspectives. Do you get across a message that you want in a way that they're hearing it, and that especially comes 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 into um, recruitment. Because you can write a job spec and accidentally write in a way that would attract people incorrectly. But that's a whole thing to unpack at some point. But also you, you said about writing emotionally on LinkedIn. And there was a just a, a sort of midway through the pandemic, there was a lot of pushback on the fact, oh, LinkedIn's become Facebook. Mm. Well, no, actually what has happened is people's sense of self has changed from just being business to operating as humans more in the business space. And I think that you've identified that really well. And I think it's something that I'm very passionate about and proud to champion. So there are two uh, things that can uh, deconstruct uh, here. Um, on one hand, using the term empathy, which is uh, one of the topics we want to touch on uh, today. To your point, Adam, you cannot create empathy with someone if you're not genuine. So, so to give you an example from my day-to-day uh, -day life, if you're not coming from a financial crime, compliance and risk background, you will never create empathy on that basis with a person that works in this uh, area because you'll always think the buyer, the partner, whoever, this guy's coming to sell something to me. He doesn't understand where I'm coming from. In the Ukraine uh, discussion or with your uh, son's um, uh, topic um, uh, as well, if you are talking about something that you have a connection to, that you research a little bit and so on, you can generate this uh, empathy. The other topic is how is LinkedIn transforming itself into a more personal network? And, and I agree with Mark's uh, point on that. It is not only the pandemic, but you know, more broadly, we bring ourselves into the workplace. Uh, we are not just you know, machines 
generating stuff. We need to create together and be creative and be engaging and so on. And, and you can't do that without being a human being and being a full human being. You have kids at home, you enjoy the sunset, you are angry about the war. You can't hide those things because otherwise you're not genuine. You're just a machine. I'm going to ask you a direct question here just to see your opinion because I know that me and Don have spoken about this um, at times when we connect. Is I see sometimes posts that are clearly done to generate likes and 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 things on topics that I think it's okay to have an opinion on. Do you do you think sometimes it's important to show empathy in that post when you're talking about these difficult positions because sometimes it can be you know doing a nod to something my point here is is acknowledging something enough or should you then go and use that as a catalyst for change and and actually construct your argument around that do you think do, do you see that i see a lot of sales and marketing on linkedin and this is not genuine and this is i think missing the mark and my opinion on this is uh, if you want to go the other extreme and put yourself out there and, and all the nice things that I, I mentioned, you will make mistakes. You, you can't polish it to the nth degree and, and make sure you're not tripping anybody up. But as long as you are proofreading your posts and, and you're not offending anybody, I'm not just randomly posting about something you don't know about. If you're not acting, acting like that, it is better to make some mistakes. It is better to omit a, a point of view because this is what you're thinking. I'll give you another example. When Brexit happened, people posted from both sides of the Brexit argument. And if you're confident and brave enough to put your opinion out there on LinkedIn, I commend you because that's your opinion and you should have it. But you can't always acknowledge, yes, of course, there's another opinion and so on. This is your opinion. You should stand behind it. Yeah, I think it's really important to have your own opinion. So all of the time at Sage, I was on LinkedIn. I was Mark Green or Mark.Technology, um, who was working at Sage. Rather than, you know, my name wasn't technology evangelist. My name was Mark Green. Um, and what's nice is that they, the social media policy at Sage was protective of what the company owned but not, but the, but with an understanding that they don't own your opinion, but just don't say anything defamatory or, or give away confidential information or you know remember your obligations to the company, but um, but be be human. I'm just I'm just kind of extrapolating all this and then just thinking about you know that rep, our reputation is now probably started in the social world, so almost you know before I mean this is the first time we we've, we've kind of spoken yet ish, but you know, I've gone through all your social posts and I've kind of, you know, um, made, you know, some impression of you from what your, what your posts are. And, and we're kind of starting to live in that world, aren't we? And in kind of thinking about that, you know, about credibility and the level of rapport is starting to be built, you know, in things like, you know, in video and social before we actually physically or through the camera actually meet people. So would I mean, we're now in a world where um, I would actually search through your posts and things and look to see, have you got an opinion about what's happening in Ukraine? Because it, because if you don't, that's going to make things awkward because we need to sort that out, you know, because that's, you know, you're about to speak to me, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a client. We need to sort that out right at the beginning. And it's going to be awkward because we need to kind of work out, you know, where do you stand on this? And it could, you know, it's Ukraine now, it could be something in the future. It could be, um, you know, diversity, um, inclusion, that that kind of thing. So, so is this almost to kind of, yeah, which is, um, 
And we're almost at a point where it's actually worth saying, this is what I believe in up front on a personal level. I will add to that, uh, that at least I'm doing that, and I strongly recommend anybody in Priscil to do that. Before I'm meeting any person, I'm reading through his uh, LinkedIn and uh, looking not only at mutual connections, uh, but mainly at what is he posting. At. Actually, mutual connections today doesn't mean too much because people can have very extended networks, but what the person is actually writing, as in his own hands are typing on the keyboard, is valuable because... This person is choosing to spend his time writing a post on LGBT rights, for example, or is choosing to celebrate the fact that he's proactively helping women in, in situations and, and, and so on. So that is highly valuable information because it makes a connection to this person more possible. Sometimes I have you know, buyers, people from, uh, from clients, from organizations that do not have anything on their LinkedIn. Now, I know this person is probably very interesting and very rich in his internal context, but I have nothing to work with. Um, so I encourage everybody who uh, can to review LinkedIn profiles, post themselves, and that way the revolution will happen that more people will post as well, and then you can know the person without needing to <laughs> have a conversation with him before that. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why I think a balance is really good when when you are posting. We're working for companies. We might passionately believe in in the product that we do. I happen to. I'm struggling now to to not post too much just about that one one corporate thing, and bring a bit of balance. So I have to post something for me, something for the company, something for me. And then when you do, just as you said, yeah, yeah, look through what that person's been posting. Sure, there'll be some stuff about the company that they work for, but what's that? What what's that other secret source that's hidden in between that's about the real person so when i started posting uh, on linkedin at scale uh, my driving uh, thought behind that was someday i'm going to leave my uh, current employer and maybe i won't leave pega ever but at, at that employer i uh, someday i might leave them and then what am i bringing to my next employer of course my cv but beyond that so here is something I'm bringing to my next employer. I've, I've built credibility. I've built empathy. I've published. I've, I've put myself out there on these topics. Everybody can know who I am. And every person moves jobs. We know that the uh, job market is uh, bubbling and uh, so on. You want to bring something which is not only your CV because the other person might have CV as well. But you know what? Let's say you posted on your affinity to uh, Black Lives Matter because it's something you care about. Maybe someone will actually want you to be in their company because he feels passionate about the same topic as well. You might gain from that and there's nothing to lose because I doubt anybody will not hire you because they have an opinion about something unless you happen to trip his opinion. I mean, maybe he thinks differently, but then you don't want to work for this person as well. So you can only win. It, this is brilliant, isn't it? It's, uh, it's your reputation and your credibility. You're building it in this kind of you know remote thing that people are checking you out before they actually physically meet you. I, I think for a lot of people, I'll, I'll be honest here, a lot of people my generation, this is really scary stuff. You know, is this, there's this entity that's out there in a digital form that, that's saying things about you that, um, you know, I mean, you can control it, but in another way you don't control, you know, is what people think of you. Is it you so you're trying to create, you know, yeah, you, yeah, and the other thing with this is you could be quite false about it as well, isn't it? Which is that, you know, I have these opinions about Black Lives Matter and diversity and things, and you don't. That's a worry as well, isn't it? I mean, slightly, slightly different here, but, I mean, we you know, we focus on the outward, but um, I know there's a lot of leaders listen to this, and as a leader, I've always been trying to be quite aware within my team of the issues that face my team internally. So I remember our... our a couple of team meetings ago 
I spoke to them about um, something that happened outside of work, about uh, mental health and something that had come into the sphere and and just said to them, listen, you know, this is going on. I'm, I'm not going to hide away because if we hide away and don't talk about it, well, you're part of the problem. So I spoke to my team. That's nothing to do with LinkedIn or the outside world. I spoke internally about actually acknowledging maybe how you've got mental, where you go and the fact that we've got like employee support lines and things. Nothing more than that. And a few of my team came forward and said that really resonated. And I've actually built stronger internal networks because of a subject that's quite difficult to talk about. And in some ways, a lot of leaders would hide behind. I think it's very easy to focus on the outside world and LinkedIn and doing that. But don't forget your internal network. Don't forget your own teams and don't forget your own people. Because as much as buyers are human, your teams are also human. And in a pre-sales capacity, we've become quite um, isolated many teams um, you know we're working at home our identity is a still a post-it note-sized image on a screen actually can you talk to your team and connect in a new way by talking about personal things that that maybe you know you otherwise would so I, don't, I just wanted to bring that in um, because I think a lot of people listening you know, if you can talk about these challenging things internally and figure out what's affecting people it'll make the team stronger definitely well I had a good boss once uh, I've got a good boss now but I had a good boss once at <laughs> Also, uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a guy called Rene, and he always, so talking about creating this safe place, Adam, for bringing your whole self to work. I always felt that that was, you know, he did a really, really good job there of, and in fact, as did, as did Alex, Alex afterwards, bringing your whole self to work, it means you don't need to leave any behind. Mm. And I think if you leave parts of yourself behind when you're, when you're at work, Sometimes you might want to choose to, but if you feel that it's a safe enough place to do, I think you end up with so much of a better life at work and at home. So I, I can summarize my uh, view on what we uh, just discussed by saying that you are first and foremost a human being uh, internally with your team and uh, externally uh, with your buyers and your prospects and on LinkedIn and so on. Don't forget that. I'm shocked by how many managers hide behind virtual glass panels and just talk about business, 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 business and never expose uh, their uh, personality. But unfortunately, I'm afraid these are managers that people eventually leave because they don't see any human being out there. So I completely agree. Put yourself out there as a manager, as a, a human being, and you'll see the same resonating from your counterparts. That's a, that's a great summary. So, I mean, so just to finish off, I, um, I'll go to Adam and Mark, you know, about what you want to draw from this. But I thought that was brilliant what you just said there. I, it's not about being a brand. It's about humans, isn't it? And, and, and people and, and empathy and shared understanding of things. It's a very, very human thing. So, uh, Adam, what have, what have you drawn from this? I think the main thing is just listen to the area. The passion you have for the topics you have is is inspiring, and and whatever that topic is that motivates you, I think yeah, is right. Kind of become well read around the subject. You know, if you see someone's opinion different from your own, maybe message and try and understand why. I think there's something to be seek from that because it's not going to maybe change your opinion, but it'll definitely cement your understanding. I think you know there's a rise definitely in our profession of I think some people like I said posting for for likes and for for traction I think become well read around a subject become educated on a subject and use that platform use that followers platform and those connections you've got as a motivation for good in the world and for change um be empathy um show empathy and be everything you're trying to be in the world and I think very good things will then will then happen I think yeah the way you talk and you know even off 
off recording than when we've connected. I think it's it's inspiring the passion you've got for the topics that that you care about, and I think that's um, that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'd like to thank you uh, for coming on and um, showing me that whilst sure I'm I'm very happy and lucky to be in a company where you can bring your whole self to work, where we're talking about empathy and understanding other people. What you've shown me today is bravery. And I think sometimes um, we're not always as brave as we would want to be in the social space, uh, especially on social media where everything is connected to different people and people who you've connected to for business and you don't know their backgrounds or their, or, or their history, but um, you, you shouldn't post for other people. You should post for yourself and in support of Ukraine. Um, yeah. It's it's really terrible, and I've got uh, people connected to me that are suffering for that, and I uh, send them my love and thank you for giving me the bravery to say such things on such an open forum as this beautiful, wonderful podcast that we love so much. Yeah, well, thank we'll you. Yeah, there, yeah. So we'll draw it to a thank close you. there, and we'll just say this was two pre-sales on a pod, episode fifty. Watch out for episode fifty-one coming along, and thank you so much to our special guest, yes, yeah, someone. Big round of applause. There we go. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.